this present. Yes. I bought it. Nice. I I got it on Black Friday because it was a really good deal, and I okay. I wanted to get it for myself. But then I was like, well, this this will be like more fun. Okay. To get it for. And then I. I think this was Black Friday. We went Thursday night shopping. Okay. Me and Lisa. So Friday I go by myself because she doesn't want to go out and all this. And I buy this. And I'm like, look at what I got for the podcast. And they give us a gift. And she's like, you went out and bought that? And I was like, yeah, you know, it was only 10 bucks. I thought it was a really good deal. You know, all of a sudden she's like, no, you bought that. And apparently that was one of like... That was the only gift that she had gotten for me. Oh no! Because I didn't want, like, I didn't want anything, so I went out for for this, and I bought the only thing that she had bought for me, and the only thing she needed to get me at the time. I love that our podcast has Christmas gifts for you. First of all, Santa, yeah. Santa, Santa delivered for Let's Talk the Sports Ball, which is just incredible. Uh, well, so, should I open it? You should open it. All right, let's do it. You should also admire the wrapping. I. Every, this is like really well every done. Every year I forget how to rap, and then I relearn. <laughs> get really good by the time that it's over. I'm like I'm like the worst rapper. I I just like put things in bags. Like that's me. We gotta put some things in bags. You can't go all one or the other. Also, I'm big into you know I'm big into board games. Absolutely, I love board games too. So this is like a football board game? Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how it works. I, all I saw was NFL board game and looked at the back and saw that there were like cards and I was like, that's perfect. This is incredible. That's all I need. Uh, this is NFL Showdown. Pass, run, blitz. You call the place. Ten bucks. That's incredible. That's solid. Dude. So like we're doing a podcast special where we play this, right? Absolutely. Like I have a camera then, in, yeah, in my car first, ready to go. That'll be the first one that we actually um, have like a visual have a video for. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, this is incredible. Oh, I hope it's fun. I I believe it will be. I'll, I'll we gotta play on rookie mode, right? Like we can't we can't do no, pro we're, mode. We're we're going on Madden. We're going all Madden. We're going all Madden for our first playthrough. I like how I, there's three choices. There's pass, run, and blitz. <laughs> there's no like you call the play. Drop someone back. In. Well, you've got shotgun defense. All right, so like. I don't know what that means, but we're gonna put the defense in yeah, shotgun. All right. Well, that's the only option: pass, run, Shit, blitz. Right? And I can't do two of those things if I'm the defense. You know, in Madden, when you use like field goal block to just blitz everyone oh. because you don't think the quarterback can handle the pressure. Oh yeah, especially on like if it's third and three and they're in a goal line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, field goal block, and if they if they happen to get the play action pass yeah, off, it's just, just a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> like you just accept. It's just a 74 speed tight end running away with it. No one can catch him. Well, field goal formation is the hell area. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is. Uh, sometimes I like punt block because then, like, if they do get one off, you just got one guy all the way back who like has it's a one on one. Yeah, exactly. This is gonna be really fun though. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Thank you for getting for this for the podcast. Santa's welcome for uh, Let's Talk the Sports Ball. Santa, Santa, he takes care of all the kids on January or uh, December 24th, and he takes care of all the podcasts on, on January, January 14th. 14th. <laughs> also, um, I won the bowl game thing. You won the bowl game? How close was it? It was within, like, four. Okay. I think. 
All right, that's fair. I didn't. I stopped. I stopped counting. Um, I didn't count the national championships. So I don't know what you ended up as. I was fifteen and nine, or something like that. Okay. And you were like thirteen and eleven. Oh, that's still like positive, that. baby. After how we started, we started like zero and you, six. Here's the thing: you started well. Yeah, together we were like really terrible. You didn't. After like your first two games, you were doing well. Like you were fine. You were like five hundred or above. I went two and seven, <laughs> and then I didn't. And then the only other games I lost after that were Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. And then retroactively the national championship because I picked Ohio State. Yeah. So those were after that start. Those were the only two games I lost. So if we count the national championship, then I was twelve or fourteen and eleven. I think you were still thirteen and eleven. I don't. It, it was. I got the natty right. Yeah, I'm. I'm counting that. Anyway. Okay. 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 It was some. You. You were something. You were either fourteen and eleven, or I was sixteen or fifteen and nine or That's something. That's wild. I don't remember. Exactly. You pulled a Chiefs suit. It. I. I pulled something out of my. And here's the thing. Last night, if I. If we had like predicted this again, I don't know. I. Um. I, I predicted Clemson was gonna win, just cause like, how many times have I had to bet against them? When they play Alabama, well, and then they they come out on top. Here's the thing, like I couldn't do it again. I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to. That's fair, and I can see that. My thing with LSU was like, you know me. I'm less on numbers, and I'm big on emotion. And this was like the emotional. Like this was the year for LSU. Like this is the storybook season. This is like the season they're gonna make a movie about for LSU if they won. There's no way they lose. Like, God wouldn't allow it. Like, you've got Coach O, who, like, did a fucking sideline report in Cajun French after the game. Like, legitimately, he did an interview after the national championship in Cajun French. Like... (laughs) I didn't realize he played, or was at least on the roster of LSU for one year. Yeah. And then went to Northwestern State. I knew he was from Louisiana. I mean, how could you not know who that dude's from Louisiana? But I, I didn't know he, he actually went invented to LSU. He, he invented the transfer transfer portal to go to uh, is, Northwestern is, State. Is Bobby Boucher like based on Edward? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, not Bobby Boucher. Uh, the line coach or whatever in that movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I. That's what I've been joking about. I'm like that dude is literally just Ed Odron. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I don't think it's any, like, uh, coincidence that Bobby Boucher's number is nine. Joe Burrow's number is nine. nine. Joe Burrow's number is nine. Did, did you think anyone would ever catch Colt Brennan? Um, I mean, maybe eventually. Let me tell you this. If I, I had told I you... If I had close. told you three years ago that an LSU quarterback was going to be the one to catch Colt Brennan, would you have believed me? See, I mean, who would have thought that Alabama would have been uh, uh, doing... Yeah close to the same thing. I mean, how close would Tua have gotten if he didn't get hurt? Yeah, he wouldn't have been like... I don't think he would have got 60, but if I'm he just saying, extra games... You know what now is the perfect time for? What? It's a pure air raid to make its entrance into the SEC. Alright? With, with Mississippi State and LSU leading the charge. Yes, absolutely. Now, Mostly Mississippi State, alright? Well, yeah, well, I mean, congratulations on getting the most memeable head coach Absolutely. In college football. It, well, A, he's the most memeable, but B, I think he's unironically the best hired Mississippi State history. This is the first time we've ever snagged a sitting FBS head coach. That's, and a Power 5 one at that. 
and he's a power five one. And not only is he, he's not a power five one who just went four and seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a power five. He went, he went six and seven. He went six, but he's one of the most respected head coaches, yeah, I, like I mean, in they, football. They, they just had a. They just faltered. Yeah, they had a they bad rough year. Lazy or whatever you called them in the season. <laughs> they were listening to their fat little girlfriends. Is that what he said? Uh, he said that at Texas Tech. Oh Jesus! Uh, he was like. He does say some things that'll like get, especially now. We'll get, uh, right in, in twenty twenty, yeah. He I mean, said, like uh, a kid in the closet—that's whatever. But saying fat little girlfriends. Well, so I'm reading this book right now, and I just got through the whole Texas Tech scandal, and I know I'm. I know I'm reading his book, right? So I'm not getting the full story, but like he really didn't have anything to do with that. Did, 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 can you tell if he had a ghostwriter or, or not for this book? He did not. No. So it's very clearly like it just bust out in a random. Yes, life. like he he just like starts talking about like random ass shit like all the time in the book. Uh, there's no way a ghostwriter could have the same level of ADD as Mike Leach. So this book is like definitely him. Um, but back to the fat little girlfriend speech. He said, as coaches, we failed to make what we're saying more compelling than what their fat little girlfriends are telling them. Because the fat little girlfriends tell them exactly what they want to hear, which is how great they are. And not on the football field. He said that in a... He said, he said, he said that in a post-game press conference after a game they won. Well, you know, you can't... <laughs> You, you can't be happy when you win. You gotta be angry at that battle girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, I mean, he did. If anybody knows how to. I mean, not that Mississippi State needs resurrecting. They just had two bad years. They've been. You know, we had one solid. bad year. I mean, 2018 was a good yeah. year. I mean, yeah. it was an underperforming year. That was one of the most talented teams in school history, and we went 8 and 4. But. I mean, it, it was a good year. Is even like, six and six a bad year in the SEC West for? I mean, let's let's just be real. Mississippi State's not like if Alabama goes six and six, that's terrible. Well, no. Here's the thing: six and six isn't inherently bad. The way we went six and six was inherently bad. When you're when your quarterback gets punched in the <laughs> well, that that's rough. But like like people forget like. We were five and seven, and Dan Mullen second to last year, right? We made a bowl game because you're uh, academic or something like that, was right? But than like, that. if you look at the scope of this year, even though the record was better, a we started the season with an academic scandal. All right, like we started the season with academic cheating. That's a big deal for Mississippi State. There's a lot of places where if you lose, you'll get fired. At Mississippi State, you can lose some games, but if you keep the program clean then it'll be fine. Like, that's that's a big part of Mississippi State is the program needs to be clean. Like, it needs to be respectable. And it wasn't. And then every game we played against ranked teams, we lost by more than 20. And, like, that year we went 5-7 and seven with Dan Mullen, we beat Texas A&M when they were ranked number four in the country, right? Like, we were competitive against big teams. We lost five of our seven games that year by one possession or less. So... Yeah, I guess the one uh, game that y'all were really competitive in was the first half against LSU. Right. You, and, you, you, and then at the end, the end, it didn't matter. It was 36-13 or something like that. But wow. we 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 exposed the uh, only crack in the LSU's offense. Well, Clemson couldn't do it. They did it for a quarter. That was a, and a half. That was a joke from that when we pantsed Joe Burrows. That was a what? We pantsed Joe Burrow. I don't remember that. Yeah, his pants were like all the way down. You could see his ass. We exposed the crack in our offense. 
That's terrible. <laughs> I don't remember that. I watched most of the episode of that game. It was ugly after a while. That happened when the game was 36-13, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I do like how we, we start off the podcast with a little LSU. Yeah. And then we go back to Mississippi State, which seems to be the core of most of what goes on. Well, I'm sorry. It's, no, it's fine. My, I, don't, I don't mind. It. My, I just thought it was very, uh, very fitting. My heart is... Uh, too full of Mississippi State pride. Um, I'm buying a cowbell with a sword handle. Don't you have enough cowbells? No, I only have three. And this one, it's got a sword handle, Andrew, because Mike Leach is the pirate. It's incredible. Yeah, plunder the SEC West. No. With the booty. <laughs> with the booty. <laughs> uh, so how do you feel about Alabama's performance in their bowl game? Um, I mean, the first half was rough. Yeah. But again, Mac Jones played nobody until Auburn. And he didn't really have a great performance against Auburn. Two pick sixes is rough. It is. I mean, one of those, I and mean, you could argue the receiver should have at least turned around on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, he played well. He wasn't ready to be a starter. I mean. Yeah, I, th- I think. Do, you, do yeah. you think he wins the starting job next year? I don't know, because I, Bryce Young. Is really good. Okay. And I, I don't believe in Tua's brother. I think he was there mostly to keep Tua happy. Yeah. And um, the family happy, but I don't really think Talia, I don't really think he has much of a shot to beat out. And then there's, uh, I think, Paul Tyson, Bear Bryant's grandson. Yeah. Great-grandson or yeah. something like that. So, I mean, that's, it's rough, but I mean, Mac Jones is the only one, I mean, Talia's got some experience, but he's really the only one that can look in and say, I, I, I won a bowl game. Right. And that's... I can run this offense. Because, I mean, you know, even after two won the national championship, it was like, it was Jalen Hurts right. going to be the starter, and both of them made compelling arguments. I think Mac Jones, though, is more clear-cut right now, the starter, than Tua was, even after he won right. the national championship. But, I mean, Najee's coming back. That's a big yes, deal. Yes, that's huge. Uh, Devontae Smith's coming back. That's also huge. Uh, I didn't expect Jerry Judy to come back. Or can, I, mean, I didn't expect any of the big offensive players to come back. Dylan Moses coming back is a pretty big deal, but again, he was like hurt for all of last year. Or, or, and just disappoint, like he just disappointing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it's kind of expected he'd come back. The defense this year, they're putting a lot of people in the NFL. They got that safety, uh, Xavier McKinney. Yeah. Trevon Diggs. They got, like, a lot of people going to the NFL, but I never, like, you looked at the, the defense the, this year. It was, like, it was a bunch of people. Like, it wasn't, like, they weren't, like, Clemson, these sent all of their defensive line in the NFL, and yet they replaced them. They reloaded they re- so well. And it's not that any of those guys are, like, Cleveland Farrell or, or anybody like that, but as a unit, they were still great. Alabama, they had a bunch of people, but they weren't. I like, think a lot of that has to do with just the staff turnover that Nick Saban has seen. I mean, I think a big part of Clemson being the dynasty that they are is just being able to pay Brett Venables more than some teams can pay a head coach. I mean, like, that's. Brett Venables would be gone if he wasn't making the money he is. I mean, and, one day he has to be a head coach. Right? Oh, yeah. For as long as he's been a defense. And under the people he has been. Bill Snyder, Bob Stoops, and Dabo Sweeney. Right. This dude has to be a head coach. He will be. Like, it's... it's. I mean, yeah, he's won national championships, but at the end of the day, like, if he doesn't go be a head coach somewhere, it's kind of 
kind of weird, right? I mean, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't need to be in a rush for it though. I mean, he's in a position where he's making he's been an intensive coordinator a long time though. Yeah, but he's making the same money that Joe Moorhead was. So like. If if I'm Brett Venables, I'm not leaving unless it is the right opportunity because I don't need to financially. And B, if you leave and it doesn't go well, you're putting it like look at Charlie Strong, right? He was one of the most respected defensive coordinators, right? Back in the day. And he was looked at as one of the next great head coaches. Like Charlie he didn't have quite the Aura or the resume that uh, Brent Venables does, but everyone thought he was going to be great moving forward. And then he left. What what job did he originally leave for? Uh, he leave for Texas. Well, it was a, no. He was somewhere. He, he was South Florida. South Florida. But I mean, his head coaching career has just been. I mean, if we're being honest, dismal. So. I don't know. I don't like, know. He, if he was never the right fit for Texas. I mean, that's. That can be a those schools like Texas and Florida State. Even if you have success, minor success like uh, Willie Tiger had at Oregon and places like that, it's so hit and miss because their expectations are just so unrealistically high. Right. Which, fair or not, like you gotta. I feel like you gotta hire an established guy or go with a guy like Lincoln Riley did at Oklahoma, replacing Bob Stoops. Right. And going with Charlie Strong at Texas or Willie Tiger at Florida. State, Who do you think Baylor hires? I don't think they're uh, they're not on a radar for, in my opinion, of a team that they're not going to replace Matt Rule and do what they did last year. Like I don't think. Matt no, Rule, I'm not saying they do, but who do you think they hire? I mean, I, that's I don't know. that's the only head coaching position that we still have available. That's the only coaching search we can still talk about. Yeah, because Washington State hired a uh, guy from Hawaii. Yeah. So I I don't really know who Baylor hires. I don't know who's on their radar, but. Their defensive coordinator was. I mean, at this point, they might as well hire. Yeah, they might as well hire from within. At this point, I I would say. All right. So to go back to Mississippi State for just a second, not even necessarily Mississippi State. This story is just absolutely fucking wild, right? So there's a new thing that they're doing during coaches coaching searches, right? They um, have this technology that monitors your fans' Twitter activity. Um, and they'll run any potential candidates through that because if your fans are going to hate this hire, then it's not the right hire because you need to fill stands, right, to make money. Mississippi State was using that this time, right? Um, Billy Napier, Napier, he was the very first original candidate, right? Um, a guy that worked for Billy Napier's agent went onto a Mississippi State form and posted this long thing saying Joe Moorhead's going to get fired in two days and uh, Billy Napier will be hired on Tuesday after the bowl game. Mississippi State fans got really excited. Turns out that guy's job was to get Billy Napier such a high score on that Twitter thing that the agent could use leverage to be like, we're the only one you can hire. We're the only one that your fans want. And then they ended up overextending that leverage and lost Billy Napier the job. Which just blows my mind that like million dollar, multi-million dollar decisions are being influenced on message boards and Twitter. Like that's crazy to me, right? This doesn't happen everywhere. Uh, I'm not saying, I think it will happen everywhere moving forward. I think, I mean, 
all all teams have message boards like that. All teams have Twitter fan bases like that. I do think Mississippi State has one of the more active Twitter fan bases. I think he'll have one of the most unique fan bases in the country in terms of college football, especially for 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 the SEC and the personalities that are in it. For Mississippi State to have the the fan base that they have and the devoted fan base that they have in the most wacky of ways. That's true. Our fan base is weird. But I, I think that could happen anywhere. I just think it's a first because this is the second year they're using that technology. So agents are starting to understand that their clients need to do well on Twitter. So they need to find ways to manipulate Twitter. Yeah. I, I, no, Nick, I don't... I don't use Twitter a lot because I'm right. kind of lame. I, I, I would like to think I'm old school, but I just think I'm too lazy to get involved in all this stuff. So I don't look on Twitter. I don't know necessarily Nick Saban. I don't know if he has a Twitter. I'm sure he does. But I don't... You're going to look it up. That's fine. I, I don't think... Like, Bill Belichick is not where he is because of Twitter. Obviously, he didn't start where Twitter was. I think at the end of the day, having a good social media following, being likable by fans, that's all well and good. But at the end of the day, it still matters whether or not you win. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely it does. But So for Billing up here not to, to, to lose himself out of a job because of some... Well, so there, there was more behind it, right? Like, um, A, the John Cohen was not happy with the fact that the, tw- the Twitter numbers were being used against him as leverage. Like, that pissed him off. But B... Billy Napier told his agent, listen, talk to who you want, get something set up for me, but don't talk to me about it until after the bowl game. The agent then goes and talks to his staff and tells his staff, hey man, if he goes to Mississippi State, you're all getting raises. So his staff is going up to Billy Napier and being like, hey man, take this job. And he's like, we got a bowl game coming up. Like, I don't care about this job right now. Agents in the football facility, Billy Napier and his staff are talking agent takes a phone call from John Cohen in the background he hears Billy Napier yell do you really want to go live in fucking Starkville Mississippi which (laughs) which he's just trying to shut his staff up right but still that didn't help either getting a call from Jamaica who? Jamaica. Jamaica. I don't know anybody. When Jamaica calls, you gotta answer, dude. I, I don't know. This, that could be a pirate. That could be my leash on the phone. <laughs> Look. I don't know. I'm just super intrigued by, like, all of this. Like, definitely... like, it's crazy. It, it blows my mind that that happened. If, if there could just be a book on, uh, like, what goes on over the course of, like, one off season. And like why certain universities hire certain guys or not? That'd be. I'm sure. How many stories are there like that? Of, of, that never got out. That have, yeah, never been, never been told because they happened, you know, back in the day, and there just wasn't, you know, there's rumors that they happened, but there's no reliable way to like prove that it happened or say right. that it happened or anything. Like it, it'd be an incredible book about why this guy got the job and this guy didn't get the job and yada yada yada. Can we talk about this? Why did the Giants hire Joe Judge? Listen, I like that hire better than Matt Rule. I do too. I don't. That's I facts. don't believe in Matt Rule. I like that hire better than the the Browns. Oh, that was, and, and that's a terrible got. hire. That's a horrible hire. But that's the Browns, and they just fired like 
the only good GM they've had recently. Yeah. Or was it? It was. It was mutual. They both parted ways. I, I think John. I think John Dorsey, for as smart as he is, is, is power hungry. I think he likes to have a lot of control. And yeah, Jimmy Haslam, he's like kind of a terrible owner. Yeah. In the football realm, but like he bought the team. Yeah. He can kind of do whatever he wants with it. Right. So, I, I mean, you know, people. I'm just saying he built the best. Like, did the team have success? No, but that was a damn good roster. Do you think Baker Mayfield? Is he going to have the same year he had this year, or is he going to have what he had his rookie year next year? I, I, I know, know it's early. I, know I don't it's know. Really early. <coughs> I haven't really paid attention to uh, who'd they hire? What's his name? I can't think of Kevin his name. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, Stefanski. I can't. Former Minnesota Vikings it's, offensive coordinator. But like he was, he didn't call plays for them the majority of the year, right? Like he called like two games for them this year. And, and look. So I don't know what he does offensively. Even even no matter what he's done, he's. I mean, has Kirk Cousins gotten better? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I think Washington just being Minnesota being more stable than the Washington he, is good enough for him to get those two extra wins and not be five hundred his whole career. Yeah. And to go ten and six and instead of eight and eight. And Dalvin Cook had an incredible year. Incredible year. And, and here's how I think. Good. Here's how I think you exceed succeed in Cleveland right now. You call a lot of zone runs with Nick Chubb. All right, you get him going. Baker excels at play action passes from under the center. You got to run a pro style offense. I mean, Baker likes to do naked bootleg passes because it gets him out of the pocket. He doesn't like to be behind 6'5 offensive linemen because he can't fucking see the field because he's like 4'10". That's like, an exact measurement. Like, he needs to be out of the pocket and you need to balance that with running with your running backs. I mean, like, that's how you succeed. They try to do too much fancy down the field passing shit and Baker Mayfield just is not good with that. I don't. I listen. I I would. But last year Baker Mayfield had a better rookie season than Kyler Murray did. But I think this this year Kyler Murray had a more successful season than Baker Mayfield did. Especially when they got Kenyon Drake from the Dolphins. That Cardinals team. Wait. So you're saying Baker's rookie season was better than Kyler's rookie season. But I think But this Kyler, year had a better season this year. For whatever reason, I believe in Kyler because he was quiet. Listen, I like big personalities. I like people like Mike Leach. I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. But when you're losing and you're still annoying and mm-hmm. you start fighting people, right. It's it's not fun anymore. You just like annoying. You're just not accepting the fact that something's wrong. I really think the Cardinals are going to be scary in a few years. And and you, you know, know why? What? Pure air raid works. They got to get they can't rely on Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> He's like 90. He's got to retire at some point. No, he doesn't, dude. Get him out there with a cane, all right? Get Frank Gore in there with a cane, all right? We going to hire just the retirement home of That's what the Cardinals have done the last 10 years. Speaking it's worked. They of... fucking you remember Kurt Warner? Hey. <laughs> Yeah, Kurt but, Warner was like 84. He was a touch of gray. He was a beautiful man. He got robbed out of a Super Bowl. San Antonio Holmes only had one foot down. 
That's ridiculous. That's a fact. I wanted the Cardinals to win that so bad. I did too. And I hate the Cardinals as a Niners I, fan. Oh yeah. I was gonna say I don't know why I wasn't even against them. Um, speaking of retirement, um, Chad Johnson is gonna try out to kick, kick the XFL. Yeah. Up. What Here's the thing. fuck is that about, dude? I think this was one of the the top headlines on ESPN earlier today, and I just said why. <laughs> because oh my god Chad Johnson's coming to the XFL it's like wow that's great it's like as a kicker it's like wow they literally are doing everything in their goddamn power to eliminate the kicker <laughs> and that's what he's gonna try out for it's like I don't care if he's gonna try like did you read the rules when they came out yeah it, it's insane like literally punting like, rules are scary first of all why don't they just get the quarterback to punt it every time so you never know what they're gonna do yeah like that, you might as well. Or why not? Why is the kicker not punting? The punting from midfield is like you might as well go. You, yeah, you just why? Unless it's like fourth and twenty. Even then, like even then, fuck it. Like, like what? You're gonna like punt it so that you can get fifteen yards? Like, no, just fucking go for it. Hope maybe you can get fifteen yards on a goddamn screen pass. We're, listen, we're all over the place, and that's you know. Let's talk sports ball. We never introduce ourselves. Whatever. Hi. Um. I'm calling. Last night, Andrew. Hello. Uh. The first, the first drive, Clemson should have went for it on fourth down, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It netted them great field position, but or it netted like. It, it can really we talk? LSU can up. we talk about how goddamn efficient that punting team was last night? Because that shit was scary. They downed like, I think three or four times. They downed it inside the five. That's not okay. That's at, not at human. At some point, the LSU guy has to stand there, and I mean, if you're not going to catch it, fine, back up. But you got to like make them think you are. He did like two or three well, times. The, the second time, I mean, he, uh, right after the first time where they downed it at like the three. Yeah. The the very next time he was like at the at the ten when the ball was going to hit the five. Mm. It's like you got to at least tr- got to at least try. Yeah. Especially after what happened the first time, but I mean, with the. Uh, yeah. But yes, they should have gone for it. Uh, the very efficient punting. And, and third downs, I think I heard they were like combined, the teams were 5 of 25 on third down. That's that. Which is crazy because they combined for 67 points. You, you know what blows my mind? The fucking over under on that game was 66.5. They got it. Yeah, How Clemson are. Clemson going for two. <laughs> literally, Clemson going for two, push that thing over. How is Vegas so goddamn good at what they do they ha- i mean they they run i'm sure they run tons of simulations that's true but like they have to it's like terrifying it's absolutely terrifying listen i said the score was gonna be 41 35 i got the fucking team wrong <laughs> but the points were but the close. points were pretty solid i was basically off just 10 points like not the expert had lsu by 17 really no well, if you put money on it, uh, I'm did. glad I didn't put money on Clemson and win by six. That would have that would have looked rather foolish. You see the cameraman that just got slammed pregame? I did not. Uh, it was it rough. It was LSU was running out of the tunnel and just ran this man over. Like, I, again, can we talk about Trump being at this game? You know, LSU's two and zero when he shows up. I think I think he's their the secret weapon. I think so too. Um, Melania didn't want to be there. No, and that was the most awkward five minutes of television ever. Don't get me wrong, I love a good old USA chant. All right, 
When people start chanting USA, it makes me swelter with pride. And I'm proud to be, be an American. American. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but god damn that shit lingered too long. Alright, like we were just sitting here. Also, are they supposed to walk like four steps behind the people who were on the same line as them? I don't think so. It seemed very odd. Like it seemed like did nobody practice this before? Either? It seemed like the color guard had really practiced, and like Trump didn't know what they were doing. Like, right? I didn't, like, know, who knew, I, I didn't know who didn't know what they were supposed to be doing. First of all, the color guard definitely knew what they were doing. Right? They're the color guard. Like, I mean, that's that's so. their that, whole that, thing. That, that, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm wrong, but if I had to guess. The color guard knew what they were doing, and Trump wasn't allowed to practice because it was a security issue. All right, like, not that he, you know, wanted to practice. Like, I don't even. I, I'm, I am the commander in chief. I don't need to practice it. Yeah, listen, that was very funny, mm-hmm. in a not it was like a painful way. Yeah, it was painfully awkward. It was, but I loved it. Um, I heard a, a lot of the, the like pregame shows on ESPN were really good. Uh, Pat McAfee won the field pass. I didn't watch it. Uh, I yes. Like, I had to work at, uh, right up until the game started. So I watched, I watched Marty and McGee, um, and they had Pat McAfee on there because they had all the SEC Network stuff before. <laughs> uh, I watched SEC Network all day essentially because uh, you know I don't give a fuck about them Yankees, but. Um, yeah, these two, both these teams were in the South. <laughs> yeah, so you gotta watch the SEC Network. You know, Nick Saban was on the. <laughs> Nick Saban looks so mad. Oh my god. Anyways, That's they had Pat McAfee on Marty McGee, and this dude said, and I quote, "As everyone knows, West Virginia University is the Harvard of the state of West Virginia. So there's a lot of drunk people." <laughs> Which what I think does that mean? <laughs> I think they were talking about why they burn couches at West Virginia. Yeah. And so he he said that. <laughs> Which just raised more questions and a few red flags, I'm sure. Uh so yeah. So I I listened to the the ESPN Baton Rouge okay. today because why why the hell not? You know, you yeah. know all those people sound the same. You can tell, like, I've never been to New Orleans, but if I heard one of those dudes on the street, I'm like, this dude's from New Orleans. Yes, They absolutely. all sounded very typical. Yeah, very Cajun. It's 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 like a fun accent. It is. Like, it's, it's a fun culture. Like, like we can joke about it, but at the end of the day, we're like, man, I wish I would naturally have just been born. Uh, yeah, like no, if, if I was born in NOLA, I would be a force to be reckoned with, like... But <laughs> what does that mean? I would be out there on Bourbon Street like last night, and when the band played Neck, I'd scream, "Suck that tiger dick, bitch!" Like I would be a force. I would be a force. <laughs> like imagine you. growing up and getting Mardi Gras breaks. Like, <laughs> like cool. you just become a different human being. You like know, it's, it's awesome. That's like the, they have three spring, Easter, whatever breaks. They got Mardi Gras, spring break. And then Easter. Yep. That's that's awesome. Louisiana just does it right. Does it right. I've always wanted to go to Mardi Gras, and every year I forget when it is. Yeah, and, and then some, it just happens, and, and I'm yeah, like, oh shit. Some, and for some reason, I remember like two days before, like last year, I was like, oh, I want to go to Mardi Gras, like February 20th. It's like Mardi Gras, 
fucking February 25th. I was like, well, nobody told me about that. <laughs> it was just, like, showed up out of nowhere. But uh, ESPN and Baton Rouge, they were like, you know, obviously they were like, this is the best team ever. Right. It, But when you look at it, it this might is be. probably the best yeah. team ever. It's being more top 10 teams than anyone ever. Seven, right? Seven. and All four of the AP top four. And I, they beat Clemson, obviously. Uh, Oklahoma. Alabama. Georgia. And Florida. Five of the finalists in the top ten, right? Five, five of the... And I think all of those finished in the top eight. Okay. That's insane. That's absolutely. And then you count them. They're like, there's only two teams that they didn't be play. And it was like it's Minnesota and uh, Oregon. Minnesota and Oregon, who they never played. And I'm sure they would absolutely crush them if they I mean, played them. No, first of all, Minnesota would have rowed the boat. All right, Minnesota would have found the way. That's fair. They they did need I, an underwhelming Auburn team. I gotta be honest, Minnesota, they're not losing another game. Until they have Ever. to, until they have to come to Stark Vegas in 2026, baby. All right, then they'll lose a game, and then they're gonna come back. All right. Is Mike Leach still gonna be around in 2026? Well, here's Mike Leach has to stay around until 2020 or 2030. It's law. Why? Because we have a home and home with Texas Tech coming up. I don't, I don't think he cares about Texas in 20, Tech. I think he still has an active lawsuit against the state of Texas. He wants right? his money. I don't think he necessarily cares if it's the state of Texas or Texas Tech who gives it to him. Listen, he's, stick, he's sticking around until 2030. A? Did Washington State ever play Texas Tech? They absolutely should have. They had plenty of time to schedule something. With they them. did. They I don't did? know. I don't know. I'm saying they had plenty of time. Oh, I don't know that they... They, uh, they absolutely should have. Yes. Um, because Texas Tech just got, like, they, they just became bad after he left, but they still I gotta kept be, the same off. I gotta be honest. So, as anybody who's listened to this show, uh, mostly you. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> as you know, I've kind of held a vendetta against Florida for the past two no. years. What? Yeah, I haven't liked Florida, you, you know what I mean? You haven't told me. Was <laughs> I supposed to pick up on this, their social cues? See, I grew up a big Florida fan because my dad went to Florida. And as soon as we hired Mike Leach, it was like a burden lifted from my shoulders. Like, I can root for Florida again. Like, I can root for Dan Mullen again. Because, like, now we've moved on from, like, our rebound and we found the one. You know what I mean? So I don't have to hold any, like, grudges against my exes anymore, like Dan Mullen. Because we found the one with Mike Leach. And it's nice to just not hate Dan Mullen or the state of Florida anymore. You know what I mean? You say that now, but as soon as Florida, like... As soon as Dan Mullen even says anything, like, referencing Mississippi... He doesn't, though. But, like, the day that he does, goddamn, the, the wrath of God will come from within you. Listen... I'm over him. All right, I'm over Dan. I'm not even upset anymore. I, I went through the stages of grief. All right, at first, I didn't believe the reports. I didn't believe the rumors. All right. I was writing the metrics through my program. He was saying, "No, we can't." No, he's not leaving. Like he's been here eight years. What do you mean? He hasn't even said goodbye. Like then, there was anger. All right, 
sadness. I don't know which order these go in. I went through them all. All right. Alcoholism. Alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some alcoholism in there. And then the last three years, it's just been resentment, you know? And now we've reached acceptance. Now we've reached acceptance, and I'm okay with it. And, you know, if Dan Mullen had never... And so, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Something about uh, that you forgive him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if if Dan Mullen had never left, well, we, so it never would have been a problem. We never, it would. Well, we never would have ended up with Mike Leach. Like, we never would have upgraded. All right. <laughs> you, you reached the pinnacle of college football so, head coaching. Th- there's this ana- analytical thing, right? I don't know how it works because it's fucking complicated. But what it does is it figures out the number of wins above average that a coach gives a team if that makes sense so like if mississippi state's talent index says that we're going to win six or seven games right whatever your coach's plus or minus is is what you're like the nba plus or minus with their players right or like or like mlb mlb like the war wins above uh Replacement. replacement right um anyways Mike Leach's is 4.5. So we're going to have 10 wins next year. 10 and a half. Yeah. I don't know where you're going to get the half. But <laughs> tie. You're just going to tie the egg ball. No, we're not fucking tying the egg ball. What? Listen, I have never... Uh, I, I I obviously root whenever Auburn plays. I root against them. Right. And there's just some teams I just don't like where I root, I root against them. But it never has a more, like, fun game to just watch in the Egg Bowl turned into more malice for me now that Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss. Because I didn't mind when he left Alabama. I didn't care. Yeah. But when he comes back to Ole Miss and is, like, talking all this junk about Alabama right. and trying to hire away staff from them, it's like, all right, bucko, you got a big storm coming. Right. Uh, I think... Like, they open their SEC schedules against each other next year, right? Uh, like, I'm pretty sure y'all play, like, Ole Miss week two in uh, Oxford. Like, go. I'm go. so excited for that. I am done with Lane Kiffin. I'm done with whiny head coaches. Do, I'm done with Dabo. Do you know, whined a lot do you know what Lane's war is? Uh, negative two. Plus 1.5. Really? Which isn't that good. Dan Mullins... That's, that seems a little... Low. Well, I mean, he had one good year at Fort Atlantic, and this year was good. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but then like last year was. But it's really ta- bad. it's taking into account his Tennessee and USC days too, though. Yeah. So. So his, his one season or whatever in Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, what, what could you imagine? What Ed Ogeron's uh, wins above replacement or whatever that stats called. Um, was when he took the LSU job. It had to be awful. It had to be like it negative. Be it had to be like negative seven. It's like like what, ten and twenty five at Ole Miss, and I mean six and two, I think, at USC as an interim. I'm just. I mean, I hate to say it, but like, like let, let's compare two dudes, right? Joe Moorhead. Let's <laughs> come back around to one of the one of the big three. Ed Orchard. All right, let's compare those two. One you can't understand during an interview. The other... You wish you couldn't, couldn't understand. understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 you really wish you couldn't understand what he was saying. Uh, but I'm just saying, 
One of them never won an egg ball. The other is undefeated in the egg ball. All right? It's not the ones that you would guess. You know what I mean? Like... One is also uh, undefeated in the National Championship game. The other, never been. the other has never won a bowl game. Well, the Egg Bowl is, is basically is the uh, unofficial 43rd bowl game. That's true. Or, uh, the unofficial first bowl game, I, all yeah. right? For, I mean, people say the Rose Bowl was like one of the first. I say it was the Egg Bowl. I mean, I, I think it might have actually probably been before. I really don't think that there was a more prominent football game than the Egg Bowl. I don't know why they don't play it on New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Can o'clock. we make it a BCS Bowl? <laughs> Can we, can we get the, the tournament of egg free? <laughs> Just like even if people make floats out of eggs or in cowbells and it's shit. It's like, uh, it's like, you know how they have like, like you can like look up all the like automatic bids. It's like the SEC championship. <laughs> <laughs> the SEC champion gets an automatic bid. The ACC champion gets an automatic bid. Mississippi State gets an automatic bid. <laughs> Ole Miss gets an automatic bid. <laughs> Why are we having this three and nine school play this five and seven school? It's like, it just means more. My favorite thing about that, the two years that Ole Miss was on postseason ban, they had to, they would have had to put a. Uh huh. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. They would have had Use to put. Other words. They would have had to put an at large in for the egg ball because Ole Miss wouldn't have qualified. <laughs> It's like, who's the hell do you get to come in for the egg bowl? It's like freaking... UCF gets it because they don't want to put him in a real bowl game. <laughs> the, the year that it was supposed to be in Oxford, Western it's Mississippi... Western Michigan's like, what are we doing? It's Western Vich- Michigan and Mississippi State in Oxford. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell are we doing here? Why is the stadium sold out? No one should be here for this. Oh. oh my god. So anyway, this LSU had the best season ever, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, everybody they beat. And you know what? They played a lot of people before they played Alabama. But when they beat Alabama, it was kind of like, unless they shoot themselves in the foot. like It's with, over, with yeah. A, a goddamn cannon. This is this season's over. Yeah. And I, I, again, I thought Clemson was going to win. But I, I just believe more in what Dabo and them have done in the national championship. Right. Because, again... They don't really play anybody over here. So I'll tell really, you this. They're really well rested. Well, you know what I think? They pushed the national championship back an actual week this year. I think. Which I think was terrible. The right. wait was atrocious. The wait was long. I, I liked it because I wouldn't have been off if they hadn't done it. I wouldn't have been off of work if they hadn't done it. But because they pushed it back, LSU had an extra week to rest. Um. What's their running back's name? The little dude. Yeah, dudes who like who's like a bowling ball but fast. Uh, he was injured. Like I, he he wouldn't have been a hundred percent for this game if it was a week ago. Jesus Christ! Speaking of like a bowling ball, did you the reverse that they ran for like Clemson ran for like thirty six yards last night? Yeah. T Higgins, I think it was. Freaking absolutely trucked that cornerback. Insane. LSU. Insane. That Christian Fulton. Who's like a first projected first round pick, and I looked at this, and he was getting like beat, like in, like in the air that Fulton was, and as soon as he got trucked by T Higgins, I was like, Jesus Christ, this dude's having like the worst, worst first, day, yeah. the worst first quarter I've <laughs> ever seen, because he's bounced off of him and just collapsed dead. Uh, 
I, I'll tell you what. This was like a more harder hit, hard hitting game than I thought it would be. I thought this would be just an offensive shootout. Like this was one of the best first half. This is one of the best halves in a national championship game that we've had. And the second half was almost more exciting. Like, well, I was like hard rooting for LSU because I can't stand Clemson. I can't stand Clemson fans. Well, they have like a, we live in South Carolina, that's so true, like, like so like that makes Clemson harder to stand. North Carolina's got a lot of Clemson folk there too. Really? Yeah. My my thing with it is, I just get sick of teams. Like when I gotta see your dumbass every fucking year, like I'm just so over it. I'm like, dude, let somebody else get in. All right, let Mississippi State play this game. Imagine they they can't they qualify for the Egg Bowl. <laughs> I'm just gonna put them out. I'm just saying, like, as soon as we hired Mike Leach, they should have changed some rules around and gotten us into the playoffs, all right? Because <laughs> this is a different team now. Like, <laughs> It just means more. Um, but, like, this is one of the best first halves. Because, right. like, even the Alabama-Clemson games, those games, in one game, Clemson was ahead a good bit. The other game, Alabama was ahead a good bit. And both those games ended up flopping. Alabama won one, Clemson won the other. Yeah. But, like, that came in the second half. The first half was, like, kind of one-sided in both of those. Right. The Georgia one, that was one-sided for Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ohio State just kind of did whatever they wanted against Oregon. And then, again, and then last year, Clemson throttled Alabama from start to finish. Right. So, like, this is one of the best first halves. Of any of these college football national championships, I agree with that. that yeah, even though the score ended up being by seventeen, that's that's kind of whatever in the end. Right, but this was a good first half, which um, is good because that's basically all that I watched because I had to be awake at three in the morning. That's so sad. That's so unfortunate. It was. It was. I would like. I would like to see Joe Burrow finish that game. It was like getting annoying because it was like, first of all, those refs straight garbage alright like that was were they really it was it got pretty bad in the second half um with non-calls or with calls with calls really cause they weren't I, I didn't think they were calling anything in the first and, half in the second half they went like the whole opposite direction again what I was conscious for <laughs> like I, I didn't see them call much of anything and there was like some some stuff that they could right there was in the first half they were not making calls and in the second half they reverted back to the opposite and there was like a really good pick on um, Trevor Lawrence that they called back for passing interference, didn't even touch the guy. And then an LSU player fell down on like a 95-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence, but they said it was a push-off. It wasn't. Like there was just like a bunch of calls like that that just – it was annoying. I mean – And they were reviewing everything, and it's like, dude – First of all, it's eleven thirty on a Monday. Stop reviewing shit. Like let's let's keep moving. Like Why do we play this game on a Monday? That's like the Because one the day NFL we, is greedy. Why don't we just play it on Saturday when college football is? Because the NFL doesn't want any you playoff tell the NFL game. To fuck off. They're not going to. It is the goddamn division around. Nobody Oh big deal, Baltimore lost to Tennessee. Nobody's could you day, could you look Roger Goodell in the eyes and say fuck I would, off? I would piss on his goddamn shoes because that bastard suspended Ezekiel Elliott four games for the for like the rest for no reason. So I would piss That's on facts. his I would piss on his damn shoelaces. And then turn around and lick Jerry's shoelaces. No, I would I would also pee on him because I 
Um, Are you I, peeing on just... everybody? Have you read Mike Leach's book, The Importance of no, Peeing on the Dog? Now I feel like, I, is that what it's called? No, it's called Swing Your Sword, but that's what the foreword's called. Well, I feel like that's more or less the same thing, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of similar uh, in concept. I'm, not, I'm ashamed to admit that one time me and my family looked up how old Jerry Jones was because we were like, when, when's it gonna? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when's this going to stop? <laughs> we were like, and this was during some like... Eight and eight bad years. They're like, is Jerry Jones like? So he's how, gonna, like, he's gonna die soon. How, how do you feel about the McCarthy hire? I mean, it's better than Jason Garrett, because for a time, I I I didn't know if they were just playing smoke and mirrors with him, like gonna bring there was him back. No way. They were they were just waiting for his contract to run out so they didn't have to pay his buyout. I mean, then don't inter- but like interviewing him two times in like a third that like they didn't happen because I guess they were like, there's no point doing this again for the for the fakeness but like again for somebody who's not on the inside saying oh they interviewed jason garrett again like it's like they're not right like i said if they hire if they re-sign jason garrett for even one year i can't i I can't yeah i'm not going to torture myself my whole life i was a carolina fan before cam newton's auburn ass went to the panthers and he's gonna leave, and I'm gonna be a Panthers fan again. I'm not, not. I'm still gonna be a Cowboys fan. I'll just like the Panthers too. Yeah. But I mean, if the Cowboys had rehired Jason Garrett, I would have been like, look. No, I'm I out. Got, I gotta be. I gotta root for the Panthers. Like I can't. I can't do this to myself for the rest of my life. Right. It's not. I can't. <laughs> I don't know how much more. That's like. That's how I felt about Joe too. Joe Moorhead. Yeah. Like, it's just. It's hard to watch when you fucking hate that coach i don't know why it has so much of an effect as a fan but it does like but at least, at least joe they recognized it they got him out of there after two seasons cut the head off the they, snake they let jason Garrett just wallow in his own shit for, for like 10 years yeah they wasted tony romo's whole career with jason garrett that blows my mind like tony romo could have won something have to imagine. I don't know. But he was so good. But he wasn't he, so good. He was he was good. He was a good quarterback. But he choked just as much as Jason did. I mean, at least he was the at least he was like not Quincy Carter. All he had to do was hold a field goal. He wasn't even like he wasn't even Tony Romo then though. That's true. That wasn't Tony Romo that that botched that. So, do you think they keep that? I mean, I, I'm sure they'll keep him this year. Unless he doesn't sign the franchise tag, but I don't know why you wouldn't. Listen, I I need to see more. I mean, he had like one really good year as a prominent guy for. Yeah, Zeke had over a thousand yards, but nobody ever was like nobody this year was like, oh, there's Zeke. Like he earned that money that they gave him. It was like he came in slow, never really looked dominant right. against anybody. Dak, yeah, he had some good numbers, but kind of against teams that didn't matter and then they lost to teams they shouldn't have like the Jets yeah it's like what the what the shit I think that was such a talented roster too I feel like offensively yes I think that defense should have been talented they should have been better their linebackers are pretty good Sean Lee just needs to he's, he's too old now yeah their defensive lines are not great and I think their defense like Byron Jones is good but he can't I don't know if he's a number one. And then they got, like, no safeties. Yeah. So, like, they, they got some work to do on that side of the ball. I mean, everything else, though, like, offensively, I don't think they, they need a tight end. When's Amari's contract up? I think they need to do something about that. Like, now. 
Really? I, I think so. Um, I think they want to re. They, I think they both want to extend it, but obviously that's a money issue. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> like, I, I mean, Michael Gallup was really good. Yeah. And if they can, you know, AJ Green's a free agent. Not that he's healthy or anything ever, but he's good. Yeah. He's good at the game of football. Now, your 49ers, listen, your 49ers are nasty. Oh, yeah. Got Quan Alexander back. Uh, yep. Quan, dude. They got Pop like, Boys University. They got, like, what, what's his name? Rico Moss, Mostert? What's uh, that running back's name? Uh, Mostert. Mostert and Tevin Coleman. Insane tandem. And, like, Tevin Coleman was the number two guy yeah. in Atlanta behind Devontae Freeman. Yeah. I, I like... I like. I want San Francisco to be good, but here's the thing: when Texas had a really good season, like what was it last year or two years ago in college football, and when USC did it, like when they played Penn State in that Rose Bowl, that was a classic. Yeah. I never trusted them because they were not good, and we saw how good that those two universities could be. San Francisco is kind of the same way, because early on in the 2010s. That was a really with Colin Kaepernick and Harbaugh and everything. And that defense then with Patrick Willis and all those guys, that was a good team. Navarro Bowman. Navarro Bowman. That was a good oh team. Oh my God! You got you had Justin Smith, Alden Smith when he wasn't smoking pot or and like stealing shit. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to trying to do with his life, but then we saw how bad they could get. And now that they Dante t- Hitner. Oh my God! Now that they turned around so quickly in one season like like the you know here's the thing here's the thing last year wasn't fair because jimmy g got hurt in like the first but it wasn't just jimmy g that entire roster was just slammed with injuries last year i mean that's that's something it doesn't matter who you are if that happens you can't come back from it i mean that's fair like last year was just Something crazy like nine starters were out for the season. But like, even then, how they turned it around this year is pretty astounding. I'll tell you this: if you had told me we'd have been nine and seven going into this season, I'd be like, "The Niners are back, baby." But then when we were like twelve and three going into the last week, I was like, "We better fucking beat these Seahawks, or else this team's shit." Like I've gotten real greedy, like real fast, and it kind of blows my mind. Like in the NFL, you have to be greedy. Yeah. And in college football, you can at least expect. You can kind of hold a guy hostage for at least three years yeah. if they're really good. Yeah. You can't do that in the NFL because they'll either hold out or right. you know, they'll want something. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't – and maybe this isn't fair to the 49ers because I also can't trust the Packers. But I really – I'm having a hard time trusting the 49ers. Here's the thing, right? What went wrong to end what should have been a championship team, right? That Kaepernick, uh, Michael Crabtree, Frank Gore team, right? Like, that team should have been a championship caliber team. What happened was Jim Harbaugh feuded with fucking Jed York, and there was a lot of issues. What's been fixed since then is you've got John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan who both have like massively long contracts like this is Shanahan's third year and he's got six years left on that contract what a great job John Lynch has done absolutely in his first job because 
he says he looks at Shanahan and he says that's a good coach if we give him time it might be rough for a while but he'll build something and he gave him time and it works uh, so I mean this team's going to be good for years to come I don't think we're going to be this good for years to come but this team will be competitive for years to come and the, the only reason I'm having trouble is because I don't trust Green Bay either I feel like Aaron Rodgers has put up some good numbers this year. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't really wowed. Like, there's been some games where he had barely over 100 yards and didn't really do anything. That defense has been – which is really weird that Green Bay's defense is so good with Zedarius and Preston Smith. Yeah. It's because they didn't sign anybody for such a long time. It's because Preston Smith – Minson, Mississippi State. Yeah, that's why they're so good. You know, they both had two sacks against uh, the Seahawks. Here's the thing. I think the Packers are the worst 13-3 and team in the history of the NFL. But we thought the Ravens were one of the best 14-2 and teams we've ever seen. But that team was so young. I mean, playoffs... They, they, they lost last year in the playoffs, though, in a very unimpressive fashion. Yeah. I, I just think that... I don't know... I don't know if this Ravens team... I don't know if they'll ever win anything that matters. I think when it comes down to it, their offense is not a gimmick, but it's easily solvable if you just have a good D line. Yeah, you just have a, and, and you just give Derrick Henry the ball thirty times a game. Well, and think about this too. Mark Ingram was out, was he not? He played a little bit, but he was he was definitely banged up. And people, I mean, people want to talk about Lamar and what Lamar has done is incredibly impressive, but threw the ball fifty nine times. Yeah, and if you don't have Mark Ingram, I mean. He he is a big part of that offense. The read option does not have nearly as much pull if it's not Mark Ingram going to the inside. Like, if, you, if, you, if you throw 59 times a game, that score better be like 48-52. Mm. And when it's 28-12 to 12 and you have the 12 and you throw it 59 times, something has drastically gone wrong. Right. But, I mean, I think it's easier to I'm get... Not blaming, I'm not necessarily blaming Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying, like... When you stop them, yeah, you stop them, yeah. Like, um, but Derrick Henry, three straight games, going back to the week seventeen, over thirty carries. They're just like that dude's a beast. That just dude's like, scary. Ryan Tannehill's just like he turned. He turned Earl Thomas into a lead blocker. Like, I, did you see that play? That's insane. It's Alabama, right there. He did a Tim Tebow jump pass. Dude, Alabama running backs, when they're good, they take time. Yeah. Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram, they took time. Uh, and then the fat-ass ones, they just kind of just drop out of the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Trent Richardson wasn't that fat, but, you know. Well, Trent Richardson, he's still taking his time, all right? He's going to... He's, he's coming back. He's going to... He's going to go put up a lot of yards in the XFL. I want to know if Eddie... He's not... Is he not, he's not on a roster. <laughs> is he? No, he's not. He didn't get drafted by anybody unless somebody signed him, but I don't... I, I really I, thought he was. I haven't heard of that. That's, that's what him and, wonderful power of the internet. Him and Chad Johnson are going to be kickers. But what would it be if uh, Ryan Tannehill can win the Super Bowl in Miami... We're the city that got rid of him and never really respected him. Never. Uh, but here's the thing. Not that he earned anything to be respected. But, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and What was I looking up again? Uh, Trent Richardson, XFL. Trent Richardson. Oh, for some reason. I had searched uh, the Nittany Lion. Oh, that's almost as terrifying as Clemson's. That's what I'm saying. There, there was this picture of um, 
the Clemson Tiger and the LSU Tiger side by side. My friend said the the Clemson Tiger or the LSU Tiger looks do- like a doofus. And I said, if you literally looked at y'all's mascot, he looks like a fucking chameleon trying to cosplay as a tiger. Dude, he looks like if the Clemson Tiger had a rampant heroin addiction. Like, yeah, he does. <laughs> like, <laughs> but none of those compare to the Missouri Tiger who looks like my sleep paralysis demon. That's true. That's <laughs> pretty terrifying. That's bedroom. pretty terrifying. Like, that thing, I never realized how freaking terrifying their mascot was. Richard, Trent Richardson. Dude, these Angry Orchard Roses are not that bad. They're not Green Apple. I'm sure they're good. Which for Angry, some are really hard to find. Angry Orchard makes some good shit. They're 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 top notch. They, they are quality. Trent Richardson is a free agent. Mm. Interesting. Dude's five nine. He's two twenty nine. That's thick. For five. That is thick. thick. I thought he was taller than that, honestly. Yeah, he never really looked. Never really felt that small. Like he's shorter than Baker. Maybe. Well. <laughs> Yeah, he almost he had twelve. He had seventeen rushing touchdowns in his NFL career, which spanned like a couple seasons. Dude had twelve rushing touchdowns for the Birmingham Iron in the AAF. He was only five away from his NFL total. That's wild. And like the what seven weeks of AAF? Yeah. Rip the AAF. Never, never forget. I I won't ever forget. I'm trying to find Eddie Lacy how much how much his ass weighs. Dude's 5'11", weighs 253. That's pretty I'll last check on this thing. He's from Louisiana. Eddie Lacy was a beast. Can we just admire Alabama's running backs for a second? Yeah, they've had some good ones. You know, no, no Kylan Hills, but... Here's a... Uh, pretty good. Okay. Here's a uh, Photoshop, I think. Uh, that's gotta be Photoshop. I don't know if Eddie Lacy... <laughs> He always like struggled like with the weight clause in it's his contract. Kind of, it's, not, it's kind of not funny, but it like it is pretty. It's funny. a little funny. Like all you gotta do is like not. Yeah. <laughs> and you make millions of dollars to not. Like I have nothing to motivate me to not. Yeah. And I don't. But, yeah, I don't either. I'm... <laughs> but but if I had a motivation, <laughs> I think I would. I'd like to think I would try to keep it. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. Alright, I think we're nearing the end of this uh, wonderful episode. I think we are. Congratulations to LSU. Yes, it was a great game. Absolutely incredible Fourth game. national championship. All of them won in... Nolens. 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 Two of them, even though the 1958 one came out before the bowl game. Yes. Because the, they were just, I guess, idiots back then. Uh, bowl games don't matter. They won the Sugar Bowl yeah. against Clemson. Yeah. 7-0. Thrilling game with Billy Cannon. After the first four puns, I thought we were going that direction in this game. I tweeted I tweeted seven minutes into the game, we're moving towards a zero zero tie, just like the good old days, and then like immediately ate shit on that comment, like because I think I think three minutes after I said that Trevor Lawrence bled that ninety six yard drive, like here here's a uh, a statement that didn't age well. It might take me a second to find it, but is it my statement? No, it was, okay. it was something that uh, I think one of that I heard somebody say last night. It it, it aged incredibly poorly. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, uh. 
Uh, I forget what it was. It was a long pass by LSU, but it was um, somebody. I saw somebody said LSU's really slugging right now. On the very next play, they scored a touchdown. I, was like, <laughs> I said that statement didn't age well, did it? Dude, what's so impressive about Joe Burrow? Every time that dude like a pass would leave his hand, I'd be like, oh, that's overthrown, and then it just like it just lands exactly right where it's supposed to go, and I'm like, oh fuck. Like, I really listen. He gave us one of he. I mean, he gave us the single best stat-wise and probably performance-wise season that a college quarterback has ever had. I hope he does good in the NFL, but at the end of the day, I don't care because this season was so So fucking uh, incredible to watch. You know what blows my mind? Dude's older than Lamar Jackson. He's older than Lamar Jackson because this is his only season as a starter. I don't know season. People are saying Trevor Lawrence is undefeated. He's like, yeah, so Trevor. Yeah. So, I mean, you know... Cabo's playing. Oh, Swing your sword.